Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Goddamn Podcast. This is Mark Bennett. What for Thursday, July fifth? If uh, hey, Happy Independence Day if you're in the United States, and oh, Happy Canada Day a few days ago in Canada. I missed the podcast on Monday because who gives a shit? You know? No, I just what it is is I think this heat wave that we're having here in Canada, in Ontario specifically, it's killing me. I've got no energy, but you know, you got to, sometimes you got to go do the podcast. And even though my dad just had a heart attack, I'm doing the podcast. It was mild. It was a mild heart attack or so they say. I don't, I don't think any of that can be mild. Something attacked your heart. That's, that certainly sounds mild. Now, they, they got him in the hospital. He's just waiting in, in the waiting area. Now, let me tell you something. You, uh, you Bible thumpers down in the United States who are the, the right-wingers, you're probably going to like this part because my dad was in the emergency room for 30 hours waiting to get admitted to a room to get a dye test done. They do a dye test where my wife just described it. You shoot it up your arm or in your wrist or in your groin. I'd be opting for the wrist. You know what I mean? Unless that nurse was real good looking. Oh, good day. Stay away from that wrist, baby. You go where the action's at. You know, you my taxpayer dollars are going towards this. I might as well get something out of it. You know what I'm saying, sister? Hashtag me too. So, um, get you, they, they put like a tube up your wrist or your groin, and then they, 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 they like shove it in through a vein, I guess, right up on, into your heart to try to figure out if there's a blockage or not. And then uh, once he finds that out, they take it from there. I don't know if he'll need surgery or if he'll be on blood thinners for a while. We're still waiting. We're waiting. And, um, see, the thing is, it's a, it's a tricky situation, right? Like, you should just, because he li- he's, he's in Newfoundland, which is a different province than where I live. It's about a three-hour flight. Now, you could just jump on the plane right away and uh, go down. That's probably what I should have done. Because, but what it is, is when he got admitted, I thought that, because, you know, they gave, it, they gave me the call, when he was admitted to the ho- or when he was brought to the hospital, he he just drove himself. Old man Bennett just fucking gets in the car. I think I'm having a heart attack. Might as well just uh, have a leisurely drive to the fucking. Listen, f- people, if you're out there and you're having a heart attack, all right, never drive yourself to the hospital. That is, it's one of the things they say because something could happen to you on the drive there. You know, and even if someone else drives you, then something can happen there. You know, I was just, I just did a CPR course because I got the toddler and I wanted to make sure. And they do infant CPR, but they also talked about regular CPR. You know, and they were saying that uh, if you drive someone else to the hospital who's having heart pain, you know, it's, it's not good either because you can't help them. 
while you're driving, if something happens, you have, basically you'll have to pull the car off the side of the road, drag the person out of the car and start trying to do CPR. So it's best to call the ambulance. Just call the ambulance. You know, your taxpayer dollars are paying for it in Canada. Even though I think you have to pay for the ambulance. I think if you if you call an ambulance to come pick you up, I think you got to pay that out of pocket. I, I'm pretty sure. But um, anyway, waiting in the waiting room there for 30 hours. And uh, apparently some guy had choked on a piece of meat and he was uh, vomiting for most of last night. So dad couldn't get any sleep because even though they had him on like a stretcher gurney thing in the emergency area, there's this guy hacking up a lung next to him. You know, that's why I don't eat meat, folks. Now, it makes me wonder, actually, if dad comes out of this all right, how, how can he change his diet with the vegan thing? Will that help? I mean, they say it does, the scientists, but he eats pretty clean. He, he, he doesn't eat a lot of red meat. He doesn't eat, you know, he does the best he can. Oh, Christ, I got to pee already. This podcast, I'm only five minutes in. I got to pee, but I don't care. I'm going to get this done, even if I, my bladder explodes, because the thing is, I've been drinking a ton of water. I'll get to that in a minute. All right, <laughs> I'll finish the heart attack stuff first. I think I think that that takes you know, priority. Speaking of priority, that's the, what's what I'm talking about with the uh, Canadian healthcare system. So because dad wasn't um, an emergency, because he was stable, doing okay, that a- anybody who was more severe was ahead of him for these heart tests. So he's just been waiting around and he's got the one leg. You know, he has, he lost his leg a, a long time ago. He had cancer when he was 19 and, um, but since then, not so bad. Seamless. From night cancer at 19, then pretty good health, and now heart attack at 70. Not too bad. Not too bad. Sure, he's been walking around with one leg the whole time, but still pretty healthy overall. And uh, so now he's he's just having to wait it out. They finally moved him to a uh, like a regular room. It has two other people in there. But as my sister puts it, dad loves to chat. So he, he's doing okay. He likes the company. and um, But yeah, you just, you know, you feel guilty with whatever way you're doing it. Now, you know, you know, like you don't want to go down and bother him, um, adding extra stress that, you know, like trying to figure out plans and stuff like that. But, but at the same time, you'd like to be there to help him out. And then, but then you think, what if he needs more help later? Do you know what I mean? Like, what if they schedule the surgery three days from now or, or, or two weeks from now? You know, and then you've already been there and come back. And that's when he really needs you. So you're kind of a wait and see. But then, like, what if something really bad happens? You know, and you didn't go. How do you navigate this? Oh, guys. I tell you what. Here's my message of positivity during this heart attack story. Is that, uh, you know, enjoy your life. Live your life. Um, have some fun. Because you just don't know, right? You just don't know. Like, my dad was, you know, he's doing fine. No no, no heart problems, no anything. And just all of a sudden, a little pain in the old chest. He's like, yay, Jesus. You know, but he's having a good life. You know, he's, he's, he, he enjoys his job. He retired a while ago, but started another company. You know, he just, uh, he likes working. He has nice friends, his nice family, but it sucks. We haven't seen him since Christmas, so, you know, my wife's like, 
why don't you just go? Just get there. So the earliest I could get there would be like Friday morning. It's Wednesday night when I'm recording this. And uh, so if I got there Friday morning, but I kind of wanted my wife and the baby, the toddler, he's not a baby. He's cute, though. He's still, he's just as cute as a baby, even though he's almost two. And um, I wanted, you know, I it'd be nice if they were there because you know, it'd be nice for him to see his grandkid, you know? He's not, now he, see, he was going to come up to Ottawa. He was going to come up to visit my brother and sister, and then we were going to drive over to Ottawa, and we would all be a big, happy family. But now he's going to have to cancel his trip, so I do want to go down. So I want to help, but I also want him to see Sammy, his grandchild, and uh, my wife, who who he likes. So, you know, it's, a, it's tricky. But look, as the, he's in good hands, as they say, but you don't, you don't know, you know. Like the shit, the thing is, the doctors is not their fault. You know, sometimes stuff just goes bad, and there's nothing they can do to stop it. That shit. Happens all the time. So you don't want to wait too long. But anyway, the point is, guys, go out there. Have a good time. You know, because we're here for a good time. Not a long time. So have a good time. The sun can't shine every day. We're here for a good time. Not a well, who sings that? I think that's a Canadian band. Anyway, what else can I tell you? I don't want the podcast to be too somber, you know? And there's nothing to be somber about. I mean, yes, it sucks that he had a mild heart attack. Um, It certainly makes you weary about the future. But at the same time, you know, seemingly he's come out of it. He's on the blood thinners right now, and and he's going to get that dye test, and we'll figure out what's going on. And, uh, you know... Who knows? Get another 40 years out of it. The old man could be 110 years old. Speaking of that. Speaking of that. 110 years old. I was talking to my uh, 95-year-old neighbor, Evelyn. That old bat. Across the hallway. She's leaving, guys. She's leaving. She's going to an old age home. And uh, she needs to. She needs to. I mean, she, let me tell you something. Friggin' poster child for vegetarianism. Been a vegetarian for like 60 years. And up until like six months ago, she was still running around, doing her own thing, singing in her choir, doing all kinds of shit, doing whatever old ladies do. And um, jet black hair. Pretty sure not natural. Pretty sure that's not a natural look. But uh, she's rocking it. And uh, she was... For a while, we were kind of interfering. I don't know if I mentioned this on the podcast, but myself and my wife, we can't we can't mind our own business, right? So when we find out she's leaving, we're just like, ah, fuck that. What do you mean you're leaving? Why is that? And she's like, oh, my family, they think that, you know, I'm, uh, I have some dementia and I, I forget my words and things like that. And I called my husband, I called my son my husband one time and he got so bent out of shape. She said, but they're, they're very fleeting incidents, you know? And, and we were like, yeah, fuck that, you stay here. And so we tried to, we tried to um, 
You know that I've fallen and I can't get up company? That uh, medic alert or whatever it is where you press a button if you're old and you fall down and, and the ambulance shows up and and uh, you don't have to pay for it, as far as I know, because you pay a monthly subscription, you know? And then there's, so you wear it around your neck and if you get lost, you're an old lady and you wander around the world and all of a sudden you're in the woods somewhere going, ah, I didn't mean to be in the woods. Then they, they'll show up. They'll come traipsing through the woods. Oh, Paul Bunyan, put you on your shoulder, carry you back out to the ambulance. And, oh, my message failed to send. I wrote my wife to say, did I lock the door? Because now I'm paranoid about locking the doors. I'll get to that in a minute. Okay, what are the two things I have to get to? Drinking the water. That's probably a pretty boring story. And uh, locking the doors. That one's more interesting. So let's go with that one first. Right after the Evelyn shit. So um, we told her about the this uh, medic alert or whatever it is. And we said also, you know, nurses can come check on you a couple of times a week and see how you're doing. She's like, ooh, that sounds good. I'm going to bring these. She was, can you print out those things for me? So we actually had to go online, find a bunch of shit, print it out, and we gave it to her. And I'm sure she wagged it in her family's face, and they probably hate our guts. They, Because you shouldn't be interfering. Guys, go out, live your life, have a good time, stop interfering with other people. You know, where me, me and Sarah, we got our we got our own foreign policy. We're inter we're going to other people's lives and and inserting ourselves. You know, we're uh, we're fighting fighting for their freedom, fighting on behalf of Evelyn. You know, but then the people on the ground, the families, they don't they didn't want us to come in. And interfere. They didn't want the invasion, the Bennett invasion. They're like, why don't you just mind your own business? Keep to your own goddamn apartment. Don't go invading our apartment. You don't have any political support here. Except for the old lady. And she's, you know, got the dementia. She doesn't want to go, I feel bad for her. You know, but she needs to go. She needs to go. Of course, her family's right. You know, like, uh... We thought for a while that uh, we were right because, you know, we're us. And uh, she's, you know, like today she came over to use the phone. She said all the phones in her apartment were dead. And uh, so I went over to her apartment with the toddler and uh, the phone had been unplugged for some reason. Anyway, I just plugged it back in and everything worked, you know, and then uh, her son we called her son to say the phones were working again. He thanked me, but she said, uh, I have my husband on the phone for you, is what she said to me. And then I could hear her son on the phone going, I'm your son, mom. And she's like, if we had, yes, 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 my son. It's like, yeah, man, that sucks. You know, and then uh, her apartment has looked better. Yeah, she needs some help. So she's going to a good place. You know, her family is, uh, they've all chipped in and they've paid for a really nice place for her to go to. We're going to go visit her. And hopefully this will help her out a little bit. You know, maybe they'll they'll help her nutrition. And Because uh, my theory is that because her mind is slipping a little bit, she's not eating and drinking enough. She seems a little, like, uh, thin. And, like, when she talks, she sounds really dry-mouthed. So we've tried to encourage her to eat and drink. But I think she's forgetting a little bit. You know what I mean? So, uh 
I think this could be a good thing for her. God knows who's going to move across the hallway from us. But it uh, probably won't be a 95-year-old lady. And, and the two gays who live next door, they, they're leaving uh, this week, too. It's a mass exodus. I don't, I don't know. It's us, probably. It's probably us. So uh, the gay dudes are moving down the street. They're a lot friendlier now that they're leaving. They just they, they talk it up. I don't know. I guess maybe they just didn't want to be here. They their their place their new place has an ensuite washer and dryer, and that is worth the price of admission right there. Like I don't care if it's even a little more expensive. It, apparently the the apartments are a little smaller, which I found odd that they were going to a smaller apartment. But they have uh, air conditioning and um, what do you call that? Internal air? What's that called? Fucking uh, when you don't have the air conditioners in the window like we do in the old buildings. Central. You have central air. And then they have an ensuite washer dryer. I'm like, oh, Christ, those two things. That sounds pretty fucking good. Because they now they don't have a lot of closet space, but our closets are taken up by all our air conditioners. We have three giant air conditioners. One for each bedroom and one for the living room. And then we have to house them in the closets in the wintertime. So there goes our closet space. So these gays, man, they're always fucking thinking. They're always on top of shit. Especially each other. You know what I'm saying? Guys, up top. What? Okay, 17 minutes in. Still got to pee. But, uh, yeah. As I encourage Evelyn to drink the water, I'm encouraging myself. Let me tell you something, ladies and gentlemen. If you're not drinking a ton of water, you got to go do it. I don't care about the daily recommended blah, blah, blah. All I'm saying is my brain doesn't work on water. No, wait. It doesn't work when I'm not on water. See, I'm not, I haven't had enough today. And you think you, you, if you're out there and you think you drink enough water, uh, you, you probably don't. Like I chugged five glasses of water after dinner. Why? Cause I was sick of fucking eating. I am. Oh, oh my God. I'm getting so fat and I can't stop it. And I'm always so hungry. And then they say sometimes, sometimes hunger is just thirst, but your body is stupid and it's confused. So I want you to load on a, a bunch of Bigfoot candy. All those Bigfoot candy are good. Vegan, I think. They don't have the gelatin. And then, or, or, or a chocolate lava cake. Get that in you. And I'm like, you know what I'm going to do instead? Instead of eating some sugary snack, I'm going to drink, I'm going to chug five glasses of water and see what happens. So I chugged five glasses of water. I was immediately sick. All right. It's too much water to drink at one time. But, and then I, but then I check my watch, my Apple watch, because I'm that guy. I got an Apple watch. And I have a little water app on it. And um, I plug in how many glasses of water I've had for the day. Counting those five, I've had six now. And do you know how much water I had according to um, my watch? I, I had 60%. I had, now I'm up to 60%. I, I feel like I can't possibly drink any more water and I'm still only at 60%. Now, yes, you should space it out through the day. But what I'm saying is I drank an entire jug of Brita water, which my wife complained about because I didn't fill it back up again. And I still am nowhere near the amount of water I need. So that's why I'm telling the old lady. I said, listen, if your brain is slipping a little bit, you get yourself some water, man. It really helps me. My wife is being feeling lethargic a little, you know, depressed 
she thinks it's uh, the heat and stuff. And I mean, I'm like, yeah, we, we, it is. We're getting extra dehydrated on top of the fact that we're not drinking a regular amount of water. And I'm just so uncomfortable all the time. Oh, my God. Just like it depends because they, my gut is rolled over because I got the skinny jeans. I'm fashionable. And I know they're a little out of fashion. But, you know, not the skinny, skinny ones. The ones that they sell right now. That's, all, that's how I know I stay in fashion. Is A, I ask my friend Julie, who seems to know these things. And uh, also, uh, as a side note, Julie drinks a lot of water. So, uh, you know what? Maybe that's how she stays on top of fashion. Maybe that's why her brain works. She drinks all the water so she can stay up to date. I don't have the energy. I don't have the energy to do anything. That's why I didn't do the podcast on Monday. Just didn't have the fucking energy. But yeah, so the, the gut, it just rolls over the top of this, these fitted jeans. Let's call them fitted jeans, you know. But the jeans kind of cling to my legs because they're fitted. It's those, those fucking, um, the flex jeans. You know, the 360 American Eagle, like the kids are wearing. Where, which were. Which, and if long-time listeners of the podcast know, I've said these are the most comfortable jeans I've ever worn in my life because they grip you all around your body. Well, not your, all your legs. They grip you all your legs. So it's not like the old jeans that are just contingent upon whether or not the waist fits properly and a belt, you know, and then it's just all loose baggy everywhere, you know. It, these ones, they cling all over. So there's a nice fit, and it's a bit more like wearing, you know, Stretch pants or pajama pants or something like that, you know? More comfortable, as I've said. And now that's, it's switched. Now it's gone totally reversed. Because they cling everywhere, they're clinging to my legs, you know? And and yet my gut is pushing them down. So I have permanent ass crack coming out of these jeans, just like nobody's business. Love handles sticking out over the side, you know? And then the, and then the waist, the elasticy waist is fucking digging in. Digging in under the gut. It's, oh my God. I don't, I, and so this is why. I'm going to drink a fucking shit ton of water. A, to get my brain back and my energy back. And B, just no more food. No more food, no more beers. Drinking water. Going clean. You know? And plus, look at, look at my, my dad. You know, like fucking heart attacks. They can have, and dad is not overweight or anything like that. So, I mean, even having a little gut when you're like me, because I'm skinny. You have skinny fat when you got that gut. That's really bad for your heart, they say. So, you know, going to drink the water. Going to not eat the food. And now the other, what was the last story I was going to tell you? Right. I I just uh, got a text message saying it failed to send. And the text I was I had written to my wife saying, uh, did I lock the door? Because I lock the doors now. And I'll tell you why. Is that uh, we have homeless people living in the staircase of a building that is a fucking fortune to live in. So, this company took over our building like, I don't know, uh, nine years ago, just as we were moving in. They've made all these renovations. Luckily, we got in our rent is okay. You know, we're at like 1800 bucks a month, which in Toronto for a two-bedroom, it's not that bad right now. Because if you want to rent our apartment in this building, you know, and you're a new tenant, that'll cost you $2,600. $2,600 a month for an 800-square-foot apartment with two bedrooms, one full bath, 
one half bath, $2,600. Now, it's always been a good building and uh, very close to the subway, one of the best locations in the world because it's one of the best locations in Toronto. Toronto's one of the better cities in this world. So you realize, yeah, you know, you got to pay it for, but now, so they're jacking up the rents, obviously. But now we used to have security. Hear the word used to? Well, that's two words. You hear used to? It, they would roam the halls all night long because they, they have like three buildings in the area. So security would just bounce back and forth to the buildings. They'd go to the parking garages. They'd go upstairs. They'd walk around. And now that somebody said that we don't have them anymore, that's when I was like, yeah, Jesus, I, yeah, I haven't seen them in a while ago. And they, they said, yeah, like six months ago, they, they, they got rid of the security. And so the fucking homeless guys, you know, they just, I don't know how they found out so quickly that there's no security here. But what they found out, I guess you send out a homeless memo. And like, guys, go grab that building, baby. So um, up on the 15th floor, because we have friends who live on the 15th floor, up on the 15th floor in the stairwell, there's this guy. He's just sleeping there. And so... um, he got kicked out by our superintendent. No security anymore. So anyway, then he came back the next day. Even though he was told, you can't do this. You've got to get out of here. Came back the next day. So uh, the friends in the building, this guy, uh, Trevor, he um, and he's a man's man. You know, Trevor's not going to take no shit. He's got a young child, you know, and uh, he doesn't like this situation. You know, because... Yes, it's unfortunate that the man is homeless, but at the same time, you know, their apartment is right next to a stairwell where there is a strange man uh, living and uh, they don't feel very secure. And they have a good reason because so when Trevor confronted this guy and said, hey, weren't weren't you asked uh, to leave? The man took out a rusty pair of scissors and said, I'm going to stab your eye out. Now, that doesn't sound... Like he's a harmless homeless person, you know? I agree there should be services for him, and he should be able to get the help he needs. However, um, having a rusty, scissor-wielding crazy man in the staircase that the toddlers often roam in, not really comforting. And when the building is this expensive, you're just like, are you fucking kidding me? So we're going to kick up a stink. We're going to go to one of these. You know, they always have these tenant meetings and shit like that. And I don't even know what they're like because, I mean, I haven't considered going. Even though they've been jacking up the rent like crazy and people have been encouraging people to go to these meetings. You know, it's just the thing is I, I'm a bit of a defeatist in some ways. I know. I just know how corporations work. And I know no, it doesn't matter what kind of stink you kick up. They're not. They're, they're going to be like, well, we're allowed to raise the rent over the 3% guideline because we made this renovation and this renovation. And by the law, we're allowed to blah, blah, blah. And you know you're not going to get a fucking word in. However, when you start saying, did you guys eliminate security without telling anybody? And now we have homeless people living in the stairs who have threatened tenants. Well, guess what's going to be all over your Facebook group? Guess what I'm going to be naming? How do you think that's going to fly for publicity? Maybe I'll call a reporter. How about that, buddy? Instate the security back in. 
Reinstate him. What I meant to say. You know, and you know what sucks is when I was interfering with the with Evelyn, the old lady, like one of the reasons I gave her for saying, What this is a good building to stay in. They have security here twenty four hours a day. She was like, Oh, I didn't know that. You want and I thought she didn't know that because she's a dumb old lady. But no, she was right. I was the dumb one because she was like, oh, I didn't know they had security because they didn't. We had security at one point, but we no longer do. And Evelyn was probably privy to that information. I just, all I'm saying, guys, is go out there and live your lives. Have a good time, you know. Try not to get stabbed by a homeless man in your own building staircase. And uh, go, you know, go see your family. You know, they, uh, I gotta go. I gotta go see them. I don't know. I, like you said, I don't know what to do. Should you book the ticket? Should you not? You know. My wife is saying, if anything ever happened, you'd be so upset, you'd regret it. And of course you would. But at the same time, I want to go down when I'm needed. And while I'm needed right now, but I can't get there right now. So when he's discharged from the hospital, he needs me less. It's when he when he has to go to the hospital. Or maybe when he's discharged from the hospital, he, he'll have to take it easy. You know, and then we'll, we'll go down there. Yeah, that's what we'll do. There we go, guys. We solved it. We fixed it. As long as nothing happens to my dad in the next little while, when he's discharged from the hospital, he'll probably need, you know, to take it easy, need some help around. You know, so... Uh, We'll, we'll, we'll show up. I'll try to bring the family, the boy and the wife. That'll be a good time. But I guess that's it for me. We're going to do the 30-minute. This is the 30-minute Thursday podcast. You know, you can't, you can't expect much more. I think I did a pretty good job under the circumstances. You know, I, I wasn't... Oh, I, I should have tell you this. I did do a podcast on uh, for the Monday... And uh, I didn't. I didn't release it. I uh, I couldn't. It was so negative. It was so goddamn negative. I was really in a mood. And I. It was of course my dad. The hurt stuff happened yesterday. So I had nothing to do with that. Unless I got some kind of psychic ESP where I could predict it coming. And I probably do. I'm a pretty special guy. But I. Uh, yeah, I was just in a mood, man. And um. Yeah, it just came out super negative. We were watching that, The Keepers, you know, that uh, that Netflix special about some nun she gets killed. And the reason she gets killed, it's just, it's hard to take. It's hard to take as a person, especially a person who grew up Catholic. I'm no longer Catholic. I am an atheist or an agnostic, whichever one you prefer. I'm one of those. And um, it just, it really reopens the... Oh, the rage when it comes to how shit is just swept under the rug uh, in the Catholic Church. I'm not going to get into it. I'm not going to ruin this podcast. We're at the end. Like I just said, I did a pretty good job, and here I'm spiral, spiraling into negativity. I won't do it. Now is the time for positivity. Now is the time for hope and change. Now is the time for Obama-type rhetoric. Guys, that's going to be fine. It's going to recover. Uh, we're going to go down. We're going to have a nice visit. I'll check in on uh, some of my friends. I'll say hello to them. I haven't been to Newfoundland in years. It's going to be nice. Right? That's it for the podcast. 
Thanks so much for listening. I got to go buy soap. I don't know why you need to know that, but we're totally out of soap. You know? And now, normally that's the type of thing I'd be like, ah, fuck it, you don't need any soap. And then tomorrow morning when I go to take a shower, I'm like, why didn't you get some soap? You idiot. So I'm going to stay on top of it. Proactive, guys. Get out there. Live your lives. Be proactive. Oh, and drink some water. For Christ's sake. That's it for me. I said shut up. Good night.